This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, just when we thought that Justin Trudeau had Donald Trump eating out of his hand, the U.S. president slams us and slaps us with a huge tariff averaging 20% on softwood lumber. Trudeau is calling it unfair and baseless. But on the other hand, he's also making nice, saying the Canada-U.S. relationship is bigger than any one trade irritant and that both countries would suffer from a, quote, thickening of the border. In other words, he seems to be saying no trade war. Now, softwood lumber is not a new issue. I remember covering it extensively when I worked on Parliament Hill back in the late 80s. The dispute centers around the question of whether Canadian companies' access to public land constitutes a subsidy. Now, in the past, this battle cost thousands of Canadian jobs, uh, at least 15,000 It depends how you count. So what is at stake this time? And does this change your opinion of Donald Trump? I know a lot of our listeners are Trump fans. Uh, Are you thinking differently of him now? Uh, He certainly seems to be very changeable in what he says and what he does. The number is to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So tell me if you're changing your ideas about Trump. But right now, let's go to Marvin Ryder a professor at McMaster University's DeGroot School of Business. Hello, Marvin. Hello there, Libby. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Okay, so first of all, were you surprised by this? Well, yes, but mostly in the timing of this. So you were mentioning that softwood lumber is not a new battle. In fact, this is the sequel to the movie that refuses to die. This is now the fifth round, number five round of softwood dispute. The fourth round was settled back in around 2010 with a five-year deal that expired in the middle of October 2015. Okay. President Obama and uh, Prime Minister Trudeau met. They uh, shook hands. They said, we'll extend it for another year to October 2016, and we'll work out something. We'll find some way to resolve this. Well, they didn't do that, and then as the election turned against the Democrats, basically President Obama said, I don't really feel I'm in a position to sign anything, so we'll just let this skate. We knew from past hearings on this that it was going to come back again at some point. Uh, Trump has accelerated the process. We actually thought it was going to come out in the middle of the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Do you think this has anything to do with domestic stuff? I mean, a lot of uh, 
people uh, interpret what he's been doing, that he has failed at a lot of things. And right now, they're on the brink of a government shutdown. And the compromise he may have to make is uh, to leave money for building his wall out of the budget or else the government will shut down. So is he trying to distract us or distract his people by being tough on trade? So I'm going to say yes, but on two fronts. Uh, It was a little over a week ago that he was visiting Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin, in which he announced his buy American, hire American priorities, that he wants to invest nearly a trillion dollar in infrastructure, but he wants it to go to help American jobs and American companies put them first and foremost. It was a little over a week ago then that he also first started this little trade war with Canada by saying one of the things we should take a look at is dairy. Wisconsin is a cheese-producing state. They're fearful about some dairy practices in Canada. And I think what he's doing is, A, reinforcing his buy American, hire American, but also correctly, he's got to look tough. So what did he do two weeks ago? He fired 67 Tomahawk missiles into Iraq. Boy, I'm the commander-in-chief. Here I am firing another salvo, not a physical salvo, but an economic salvo at Canada. Uh, I think he's trying to do that because his 100 days end on Saturday. Saturday could see a government shut down in the United States. He wants to get some good points before then. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, he has said uh, that he finds this 100-day thing very artificial. And, uh, you know, he he gets on the air and on on Twitter and says, we've done more than anybody. But the fact is, he hasn't. Well, even worse, uh, during the campaign, he released something called a 100-day plan. And a lot of people have said, well, Mr. Trump, if I'm going to compare your progress against your own 100-day plan, he said, well, somebody released it. I don't remember who. And 100 days is arbitrary. Don't, don't hold me to any of this. I think what he's discovering is the process of governing the United States is much more complicated than he ever realized. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, back to uh, our issue yes. with softwood lumber. Uh, And I'm going to give the numbers out again because I really want to hear from people, especially those people that I have heard from on a regular basis who like Donald Trump. I just want to know, what do you think of him now? Does this change anything? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. But Marvin, what is at stake here now? Well, a couple of things. Uh, first, jobs, as you pointed out. Uh, in the last big trade dispute, uh, which happened again around 2010, we saw nearly uh, 10,000 people lose their jobs directly in the industry, and then the trickle-down effect, people who rely on those people, uh, that's why we get the total of 15,000. And that happened within six months of the tariffs going on. So nothing's going to happen today or tomorrow, but if these 20% duties uh, extend for any great length of time, expect to see the industry scale back. Now, I should also point out the basis. As you correctly said again, the basis of this dispute is that our lumber, for the most part, is on crown land. And in the past, basically an administrator said, well, here's the cost to chop down a tree. You pay it. And the Americans said, oh, that's just an arbitrary number. You're not letting market forces decide. Today, we actually use auctions, public auctions, and say, okay, here's 100 acres. Everyone bid, and the person who bids the most to to clear the land gets that lumber. We've taken our case to both the NAFTA tribunals and the World Trade Organization tribunals, and we've been found on four separate occasions to be in the right and America in the wrong. But unfortunately, that takes years to resolve. I would like to see a negotiated settlement. That can happen faster. But given the tone of Donald Trump, I think we're headed to court. 
Unfortunately, it means people will lose their jobs, but ultimately, in a year or two, will probably be found uh, to be on the right side of this issue. Unfortunately, the damage will be done by that point. Um, okay, but uh, but uh, the Americans are not that keen on the NAFTA dispute resolution. You know what 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 makes us think that they will abide by it? I mean, they want to change NAFTA to begin with. Right. Well. So far, you remember Donald Trump said he was going to throw out NAFTA. That's not the case. He doesn't have the power to do that. And neither the Senate nor the House of Representatives in the United States are keen to close it down. So that is the dispute mechanism at the moment. Now, uh, starting perhaps this fall or early 2018, we're supposed to negotiate NAFTA 2.0, a new version of NAFTA, and there could be a new dispute resolution. But that's that's going to be months and months and months from now. This is what governs us at the moment. And look, if he doesn't like NAFTA, we can go directly to the World Trade Organization uh, that we're all members of. They help disp- uh, resolve international disputes between countries. And, and again, as I say, we've won this many times over. Uh, but I do get where Donald Trump's coming from. This is a great way to cause a lot of dust, cause a lot of storm, and yet maybe not have a lot of substance. But, hey, it'll take months to resolve. By the time it's resolved, I've got something else on the go. Yeah, and, and no one will remember. Uh, let's take a call from Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill. Hi. Well, first of all, your guest to me just seems to have a negative Trump narrative, and it, it, it's consistent. I mean, even you do a little bit, Libby. But uh, here's the thing. You know, you've got Trump, who is a great patriot, and he believes in a strong nation of the United States. And we've got Trudeau here who says we're the uh, post-nationalist country, right? So Canada really has no more values. It's just open borders. To oh, the well, people would disagree disagree with that. But, uh, but, but go yeah, ahead. Apparently, yeah, you do. I know I can just well I would to say that we have no values in Canada Um, look what's a milk cartel do except drive up the price of my milk and keep it artificially high the regulations we have now they're ridiculous Trump is doing the right thing and when it all shakes out he's going to make them a better place we need them way more than they need us well it you know a lot of American jobs uh, are dependent on our industry on trade with Canada but uh, so I what I'm what I'm taking from this bill is that uh, even though he is targeting Canada and trade with Canada that you're you're still on side with him and it hasn't really changed your opinion is that fair it hasn't and the thing is I look at Trudeau and these platitudes that come out of his mouth no substance it's all just gobbledygook baffle gap. You know, you can say what you want about Trump, but he is going to make changes that are going to benefit them. We're going to lose under this current guy we've got. Uh, in terms of softwood lumber, like this has been going on for years and years and years, and it, it's been going on through, you know, conservative governments as, as well as liberal governments. Does, uh, does, and uh, as Marvin's been pointing out, we've won this point at international tribunals. Uh, does that have any effect, impact on your thinking? Well, it's never been fixed. And if, if previous governments like the Harper government, uh, Paul Martin, if they couldn't fix it, believe me, this boy is not going to fix it. Never, <laughs> never. Okay, Bill, thank you very much for your thank thoughts. You. Bye-bye. Okay. The numbers, once again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about the brand-new tariff on softwood lumber. We're on the line with Professor Marvin Ryder. And as I said, I am curious 
to hear from people about whether this is changing their thoughts, their feelings about Donald Trump and being uh, his neighbor. Uh, we just heard from Bill. Obviously, Bill still thinks Trump is a really good thing. Uh, waiting to hear from you. 416-360-0740. Toll free. 1-866-740-4740. And uh, Marvin Ryder, uh, how long does it take for them to, uh, you know, take effect with this tariff. Uh, right. Um, so the, the rule is supposed to be next week, starting next Monday, the 20% tariff. Now, it varies by company. Uh, some is as high as 22.5, and some as low as 19. And for uh, lumber done in New Brunswick, it's only 3%. Uh, the argument there is much of it is not on Crown land. Uh, so it will start next week. They'll have to pay it. What we'll do is we'll ask all the companies to uh, uh, accumulate the amount that they pay, and then if there is a lawsuit and there are damages sought, it'll be for the extra money and it'll be rebated to them down the road. Of course, in the meantime, the idea is to see if we can negotiate something with, with Donald. I don't think he's interested at the moment to do that. He, he wants the headlines more than he wants a resolution. Okay, so when you say accumulate the money, do you mean putting it in some kind of trust account or what? No, they'll, they'll pay it, and it'll go to the government, but they are to, to monitor the amount they spend so that when we say, all right, how much of this additional tariff did you spend, we can get a number, and we can take that to the trade tribunal, and if damages are found, we'll be able to reimburse that money to them. Mm-hmm. And now, to, to Bill's point, you know, I, I get where he's coming from on this world of dairy. Uh, it is true that we in Canada pay more for our dairy products than we would in an absolutely free economy because we're trying to preserve an industry to some extent, the dairy industry. Uh, when we signed the free trade deal with Europe, we, we broke some of those barriers. We're allowing some uh, European dairy products into the market that we didn't before. When we signed the Trans-Pacific Partnership, we said to Australia and New Zealand, we'd be interested in doing this. And I think when we have the next round of NAFTA, we'll, we'll revisit this again. The idea is to not kill our dairy farmers, to, to go from one system overnight to another system, but to transition. And I think uh, both Stephen Harper planned some transition. I think Justin plans some kind of a transition through, through this that will make it better for consumers in the long run, but will also preserve jobs in those dairy industries. And that's, that's the problem when you go to modernize. You just can't snap your fingers. Donald seems to want to do it overnight. I think a little longer-term strategy is better. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, I just uh, discovered some Australian cheese in the supermarket recently that I really like. Right. hope that's well, the, not uh, unpatriotic. I have discovered that French butter has a higher amount of fat content, is better for making croissant, but we had limited the amount of French butter that could come into our market. Under the new deal, we have CETA. Uh, there's more of that coming into the market. So again, I think as consumers, you'll see more choice and you'll see better prices, but it's not going to happen overnight. Well, and, and I don't understand why we can't make butter with a higher fat content here. But anyway, that's a whole other... Whole other issue. A whole other issue. Let's go to John in Brampton. Hello, John. Hi. You're on the air. We're listening. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I guess my point is Donald Trump is, uh, you know, still number one in my books. Um, yeah. It, you know, the man is, 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 a, is a patriot. He's declared his intentions. He wants to make the country great again, and anybody who expects it to happen overnight, uh, you know, they, uh, I guess that's wishful thinking. And there are going to be some tough choices. But look at, at I guess, I would feel a whole lot better with someone like Donald Trump running this country 
and being patriotic and wanting it to be bigger and better, uh, as opposed to what we have now where Canada with Trudeau and some of the people, like-minded people, Canada is not a country. It's a, it's just a concept. Well, I, 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 I don't know. Canada is a country, obviously, and, and obviously you would uh, be happier with a more conservative government. But uh, do you agree? I mean, you know, countries have interests regardless of who's in power. And uh, trade is one of those very, very crucial interests. So are, are you OK with what Trump is doing in terms of the, this trade? Well, he declared his intent to benefit or do whatever is needed to benefit his country. And, and I think you'll find that in the long run, having a wonderful relationship with, with their closest neighbor is, is something that will benefit him. So I don't see him, you know, I don't see any public executions here. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's looked at certain aspects of NAFTA, which everybody has, and everybody has an opinion. And most people believe there's so much wrong with it, it has to change anyway. So, well, he's doing something, and we'll know down the road if it uh, if it worked out, if it benefited him, if it hurts us. Um, but again, he's leading his country, and um, we're 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 not we haven't been doing that for a long time in Canada. It's it's time we we took the drama out of uh, out of managing this country and, and dealt with the reality. Okay, John in Brampton, thanks very much for that. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. I think it's fair to say that uh, the people who think Donald Trump is doing a great job do not like Justin Trudeau. I think uh, that's fairly straightforward. Uh, Marvin, uh, that's about all the time we have for this segment. What would you like to leave us with? Well, I'll leave you with this thought. So is he making America great again with these tariffs? We actually think it's going to wind up costing American citizens more when they go to build their homes, probably something on the order of $1,000 to $2,000. The, the unfortunate truth is that the American softwood lumber industry can't provide enough construction-grade timber for what's needed in the United States. They need Canadian timber. So while he may be doing something to respond to the industry, he may be hurting the average person. And I'm afraid that's sometimes the case in many of Trump's policies in making America great again. It may help the country overall, but it may hurt a lot of individuals along the way. Hmm. That is a very interesting point. So uh, let me just ask you one more thing. We, sure. we really do have to go. And, and that is, on the one side, how long would it take for all of that to trickle through to the price of a house? And on the other side, how long would it take before our industry might respond with layoffs? Yeah. So six months is typically what we think on both sides of that question. Six months for us to see what the true impact is on our demand for products and thus lead to the layoffs six months before the new homes are constructed with more expensive timber and those prices hit the marketplace as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Professor Marvin Ryder. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.